everyone. I'm Emily. And I'm Vince. And this is the Lighthouse Lowdown. Very nice. I used to put a Ahoy Sailors at the beginning of our um, show notes and my ads when we used to have ads. Yeah. I thought about bringing that back, but I don't want to be like a doofus. Just do what you feel. Maybe if I just do it with gusto, then it would be appropriate. Give us an example. Ahoy, sailors! <laughs> no, and that's rest more. in peace, headphone users. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's too much. That makes the the, the gusto makes it doofus. <laughs> so, are you going to add it or no? You think maybe? Maybe one of these days. Just at the moment, we're just playing with the idea. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm going to jump right in. I, this, I'm excited about this episode today, so hope you are too. Let's do it. <laughs> History Buoy is a historical event that actually happened just a couple weeks ago. Whoa. I know. What? Okay. It's going to go down in history. I know it. It is about putting a Fresnel lens back into service, which is, I told you about it the other day when I saw mm-hmm. it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Here is the Instagram post for those of us who are watching on YouTube. It's by um, Montauk Point Lighthouse, MTK underscore Lighthouse on Instagram. They posted a picture of their three and a half order Fresnel lens, their bivalve, back in the lantern room of the lighthouse. The old owl's eye configuration. It's very exciting. Owl's eye. Single owl's eye. <laughs> that was on Monday, November 6th at 6 p.m. on the dot. They brought the Fresnel lens back into life in Montauk Point Lighthouse. Three and a half order. So why is this historical? Because it has been 36 years since this Fresnel lens was back in the lighthouse. And as far as I know, it's not a thing for the Coast Guard to put a Fresnel lens back up in a lantern room when they have cheaper, less expensive options to maintain that, which originally there was an aero beacon in this lantern room, but it was so dull that... Mia Sertik, who's the executive director of the Montauk Historical Society, who owns and maintains this lighthouse, um, she said that the the main light, uh, like the beacon in this lighthouse, was dimmer than just like the the lights outside of the lighthouse, like lamps and stuff. Jeez. Yeah, this lens was manufactured specifically for Montauk Point Lighthouse, hence the special size and shape, which we talk about a lot in our episode devoted to the Montauk Point Lighthouse. They made this in 1902, and it was in service from 1903 until 1987 when the Coast Guard installed the Aero Beacon. So the return of the Fresnel lens is part of a two-year pilot program to help the Coast Guard gather data about Fresnel lenses, quote, operation and condition in an environmentally controlled lantern room. And this is from an article they published on Tuesday in the United States Coast Guard News. They also said, quote, this pilot program aims to quantify and document standards of care required to maintain operating Fresnel lenses and to establish appropriate plans of action for the remaining Fresnels operating across the Coast Guard. For the next two years, the Coast Guard will partner with MHS to ensure proper care of the Fresnel lens and lantern room environmental data monitoring, end quote. So basically, they're doing this because there are still about 50 Fresnel lenses still in service 
and they want to see the best ways to care for a Fresnel lens in like a very controlled environment. So like if if everything's in perfect condition, like if, if we install these things, uh, how can we best mm-hmm. care for Fresnel lenses so that they can remain in service without having to be replaced? And this is the Coast Guard's being trained? Mm-hmm. or okay. Yeah, exactly. And the Coast Guard is maintaining the light at Montauk Point. Yeah, ju- just the... But only the light. Yes, only just the, the beacon. beacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rest of it's all the Montauk Historical Society. Nice. Is this one, I can't remember on Montauk, is it accessible, this lantern room? Accessible? Yeah, to public, or is oh, it probably not? I doubt you could go inside. I think that was part of the part of the sadness of me finding this out, is that you can't go and, you know, admire the handiwork of the Fresnelans up close anymore. It's no longer like a public thing, because originally it was in the museum, at Montauk Point where you oh, could go and check it out. Yeah. And is this a new lens that they installed or is this a refurbished one that they had? They're really, they're this is the one that was it. in the museum. Yeah. They just took wow. it out of the museum. Isn't that so cool? That's so cool. I know. That's 36 years it was down there and then they were just like, clean it up. So they had to do a lot of work to prep the Fresnel lens yeah. for going back in a service. But because right now there's only five Coast Guard Lampus that can care for Fresnel lenses. That is wild. Yeah. So Mia Sertic said that the restoration and renovation of the lighthouse that we recently talked about served to prepare for this as the tower was weakened by water damage, which would have made supporting this extremely heavy Fresnel lens pretty dangerous in the lighthouse. So she said that they weren't, um, what's the word, like approved yet to be part of this project but they still kept it in mind as they were renovating the lighthouse just in case it was approved and they could go ahead with it. Right. Yeah. Keep it as an option. Mm-hmm. So they had to prepare the lantern room for the optimum conditions for the lens, such as UV light filtering, window film, a new ventilation system, and state-of-the-art temperature, humidity, and dew point monitors. And they also had to, they had to like refurbish the lens as well. They had to give it a new pedestal and all the mercury had to be removed from its base because originally it was on a mercury float system. Yeah. And I think that may have been true for when it was in the museum. They had it in a mercury float system so you could watch what was happening up close. But I also feel like that would be such a safety hazard that maybe, I don't know. I think mercury is safe as long as you don't physically contact it. Yeah. Or ingest it. I just wouldn't trust the public to not try to touch it. (laughs) But maybe it was closed off in some way. I don't know. I just, oh my God. they said that they had to actively go and remove, like make sure that all the mercury was removed. Yeah. So Remediation. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's either from when it was used, you know, almost four decades ago, or maybe it was, hey, we just took it out of this float system. We're going to have to clean it out. I would like to learn more about that because I think that, you know, like mercury um, as a liquid bed, I'd like to see how that worked. Yeah. But also today we have like like delrin are you familiar with delrin no so delrin is a i'm pretty sure it's a product of dow chemical so they make a lot of cool stuff or uh, like 3m one of those companies chemical companies that makes a bunch of different products but delrin is a plastic um that i didn't learn about until i worked on my senior design project but it's Mm -hmm. like a super slick plastic oh it's used in like assembly lines and high use areas like where you're producing something uh, you have a, a contact where you need to contact a product or something where it's it's plastic 
but it's like a, a, a lubricated surface yeah, permanently. Yeah, very, very slippery. Yeah, just do. I think it's a polymer technically. So due to the due to the properties of the material, itself lubricates. Yeah. Without a film, without oil, without graphite, you know, wow. the other types of lubrication. So that's interesting. I'm I'm surprised there's not been some type of. I'm sure there is some yeah. type of joint or uh, a bushing or mm-hmm. uh, a bearing. I guess is the word I'm looking for. That's Weird. not mercury based i'm sure there are but i don't know what that technology is today does it have a high like can it handle lots of weight on it or i think there there's definitely limits to each application yeah maybe that's what's holding them back because i know these are very very heavy tons but um this is probably this is probably the most modern beacon in the united states then i mean if if they're talking about ventilation systems moisture control uh the glass conditioning i mean that's it's literally probably the newest one. Yeah. It's interesting. They had to restore the lens and have it cleaned by Jim Woodward. And a new pedestal and gear mechanism was built by Kurt Fosberg, both from the five qualified lampists that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I talked to him. Yeah. We we heard about Co- Kurt Fosberg uh, a while ago from Carl Lindquist mm-hmm. and Fred Stonehouse. They mentioned that that's someone that we should probably talk to. And Kurt was also... Um, what is it called? He was a technical director or something to do with Fresnel, Fresnel lenses okay. in the movie The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. He was the advisor. I don't know the title. See, I but. know. I can't remember what it was, but we found him on the uh, scrolling list of names at the end of the, we, the credits. Uh, Do we talk to him? I can't remember. We haven't. No. We'll need to reach we out. We need to check in with all of our contacts. I We've know. Got quite a community we need to keep That would up be with. a cool episode talking about how he what he does as his job as a lampist for yeah. the Coast Guard. That would be awesome. But anyway, so um, after the program, Mia Sertic and the people of Montauk are hoping the lens will stay there for good. But for now, it's just kind of um, a two-year plan, and after that, they don't really know what's going to happen. But nice. hoping it'll get to remain up there forever. So it's it's a kind of a temporary training program yes. with the possibility of extending. Right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think it's interesting they can't, or in this, at least in this instance, the arrow beacon wasn't as bright as they needed. Yeah. Especially given, uh, sound, I'm, I'm guessing now, but other LED technology, the lights, you know, street lights and yeah. area lights around the, the tower were even more impressive than the It beacon. is crazy. You can't, you like, you cannot replicate the power of a Fresnel lens. Like you either have to be okay with taking the cut to the light, you yeah. know, your, what's it called? <laughs> your, um, the beacon. It's light. Uh, oh, the intensity? Yeah, light intensity. Luminosity. Yeah. <laughs> Making words <laughs> up now. Well, I'm working on a project. Um, Luminous intensity. I think that's actually what it is. Yeah, luminosity. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the Illuminati. But you either have to take that with your, you know, your lower amount of maintenance or you just have to have a Fresnel lens. There's no better way. Yeah. I'm working on a, a project. I won't say where it's at, but it's a medical healthcare facility, right. um, and I'm helping to design the plumbing HVAC parts of it. <laughs> so, okay. you know, but um, there are boilers in this very large building, and the boilers have a stack. So the stack is effectively a tower. The tower goes up 170, roughly 170 feet in the air, maybe mm-hmm. 200 feet. Um, and we've talked about the team has talked about how do you add a light to the top of the tower. Because you need some way for, you know, medical helicopters or other aircraft right. to be aware. I think it's an FAA regulation. And there's other people looking into it that are not not me, not, not my scope of work. But mm-hmm. um, it makes me smile. It's like, oh, you have a big tower 
You want to put a light on top? Like, I've got an idea. You just suggest a Fresnel lens. Yeah. It's not the cheapest. <laughs> yeah. Well, it requires a lot of maintenance. And then they also, this conversation also went in. I, I didn't chime in. I should have just for chuckles. But, well, we have to have... Um, we have to have access for someone to be able to change a light bulb if we put an electronic light up there. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep, <laughs> you sure do. You would need like a stair tower. Yeah, you should do like a winding staircase. Uh, so it made me smile, but there's That's lots funny. of, it's funny that it's still a, a challenge, even yeah, though right. totally different than a lighthouse. But. Yeah, still relevant. But yeah, that was my history boy. I think that this is like nice. a very big step, but like an important thing in lighthouse history that... We're putting Fresnel lenses back into service, man. Yeah, it could be big news if, um, I mean, the one is big news, but it could be big news if this is continued over the next couple of years. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be a big wave of new lenses because this is just for like a pilot program, but very cool. So exciting. You talked to me once uh, on an episode about the production of Fresnel lenses, Mm. mostly in France. I, we didn't post that episode so oh, okay. I'll have to redo that history buoy so that people can actually. I thought it was really it. interesting. Yeah, it, w- it was covering. a long one. It was a long history buoy, but I think uh, that's a good one I need to bring back. I think it was so long and so labor intensive. Could be its own episode. That I think it should be its own episode. Standalone. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, they're very interesting to me. It's uh, not a common piece of technology. And it's the history that I remember is um, a lot of technology changes over mm-hmm. time have come into the same product yeah uh and also you know the demand obviously has changed so mm-hmm. that's probably changed the industry right. too yeah that's true so to get a new or to restore a fresnel lens these lampists that's it sounds really unique as mm-hmm. well as um shipping that thing oh my I god <laughs> can you imagine the bubble wrap oh so much bubble wrap <laughs> so much foam styrofoam yeah. Well, cool. Good, good uh, history book. Yeah, everyone, go check out MTK underscore Lighthouse on Instagram, and you can see the Fresnel lens for yourself back in the lantern room. They have an excellent photo of it. I think it looks like in the morning or something, and it's rainbow. All the all the prisms yeah. are lit up. It's gorgeous. Really nice. Very cool. So we're gonna move on to our lighthouse of the day. And actually, it's Lighthouses. Oh. A special episode All right. of multiple lighthouses. It's still in service, not like they kept yeah, not one having after to. Another. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have to keep having. They did. There is a lot of action going on in this episode when it comes oh, to lighthouses. So wow. we are going to Grand Haven, Michigan, on the eastern shore of Lake Michigan. Okay. And it's known for its sandy beaches and beautiful lighthouses. City was founded in 1834 and was named Grand Haven in recognition of its safe and spacious harbor, which I thought was cute. Let's name it a haven. <laughs> a grand one. Yeah, a grand haven. Only a couple years later, a lighthouse was suggested for a couple of reasons. One being the river was the largest by far that emptied into Lake Michigan, so it's going to be a hubbub. And it was the only place on the east shore that large vessels could shelter from bad weather, so they needed it to be well represented with lighthouses i'm surprised they didn't call it great haven well we were talking about the 1800s great wasn't do they call them the great lakes were they the grand lakes at the time think about shit. it shit think about <laughs> it <laughs> you got me there maybe because it was the great lakes they didn't want to name it great haven they wanted it to be special grand haven <laughs> <laughs> grand is better than great great grand wonderful that's what they say who says that 
It's a line from Billy Madison. Oh. (laughs) I was like, what? So anyway, the dwelling and the tower were made of stone from Green Bay, while the stone steps were from Cleveland. I don't know why they specified the different types of stones. The stairs were fancy and the rest of it wasn't. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was lit in 1839. It's 30 feet tall with a fixed white light and was right there on the beach, which uh-huh. is not the best idea. It's beautiful, but <laughs> technically very not a good scenic, idea. But, you know, not for very long. They built a timber wall to help try and protect the property from the waves, which if you have to build a wall to protect something that you built there in the first place. Out of timber. Yeah, then maybe you should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> But in 1852, storm waves broke down this wall and pummeled the lighthouse, and it was brought down the next day by all the water. So it took another two years before they started to work on making a replacement, and this time they learned from their mistakes and built the lighthouse on a bluff above the old location, which is just like a little cliff. And they finished in 1855. I have a little photo. Oh, cool. Wow. It's an old one. A lot of these pictures are actually from the USLHS, their archives. I have a link to, it it was basically a huge, um, what, like, Word document that had a bunch of historical documents, and then the next was, like, their plans for restoring these lighthouses that I'll talk about, and all the phases of, all the phases. This is a picture of the one that was on the bluff. They called it Upper Lighthouse, which... Um, it's going to be relevant. Like it was 24 it. feet tall. It was made of rubble stone and had a circular tower connected to a six-room, one-and-a-half-story dwelling. I think that maybe the half, like nowadays, if like you have a attic. half a half half level, it's like, um, what? A half. <laughs> a half level on the I upper side of the building. <laughs> half. <laughs> Dang it. Half, 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 half. Well, but that's just like an attic or something, right? Like um, a half level is like you have a loft or something. Okay. That must have been what it was. But six rooms, that's pretty good. In the lantern room, they had a bullseye panel. And this was cool. A bullseye panel revolving around a fixed fourth order lens to produce a white flash every 90 seconds. So we've talked about it once before, but I've never covered a lighthouse that actually had it standalone in the lighthouse room. Lighthouse room. (laughs) (laughs) lantern lantern room room. but it's like a singular bullseye panel and then attached to it is a bunch of just like metal sheeting and it goes around the lantern so that everything is covered except for this one yeah bullseye lens there's no image we have of that no it's unfortunate but no it's too long ago i'm shocked that they even had a photo they took it in the 1880s which is like really early on in photo i was just gonna say i've got to be picky Oh. How much effort went into taking this photo, right? You know, you like load up the little yeah. like flash thing and <laughs> set up your little tunnel. And they took it with the trees blocking 90% of hey, the landscape. Hey, you know, they wanted to get the whole lighthouse in there. <laughs> if they took, okay. They didn't do it from a boat, I guess, put it that way. Yeah. Maybe uh, they couldn't. I uh, think rockiness. this is probably the best they could do with their modern technology. Unmodern. <laughs> Anyway, people should go check out our YouTube and you can see this picture. It's not that bad. Take him in the 1880s. Vince is really being picky. It was raised another four feet and got a new lantern room in 1868. Nice. And um, 
this lighthouse is just going to kind of chill here for the next 40-ish years. So this is the 1868? This is, yeah. Because it's 1880s is the photo. New lantern room raised four feet. Nice. So this lighthouse, uh, we're going to talk about it just barely anymore. The rest of this episode, yeah, is about the other lighthouses that are built. So in 1858, the Detroit and Milwaukee Railroad established a ferry line to Grand Haven from Detroit. And so they added a pier so that they could, you know, they added a pier. For the ferry, yep. (laughs) Yeah. And they maintained their own light on it. It was small and it was discontinued pretty soon after because the pier was so long that they didn't really know, like... The pier was so far out there that they couldn't maintain the light. You had to have someone walk out on the pier. Yeah. And as you know, Lake Michigan, the Pretty conditions. Wild. Yeah. So it was very difficult to go out there and maintain it. So they eventually discontinued it. This is where I started to really struggle with keeping track of all of these lighthouses and like all of these faces. And I skipped a couple of things that were just too confusing for me to figure out. Everybody... Okay, this is like that game where you hide something under a cup and you, you shell game. mix them all around and try to guess. Like, it's like there's a light, but all of a sudden now there isn't a light. But now there's three lights and you switch two of them around and one was white and now it's red. Like, it's almost like you got gaslit. All of what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that. Researching these lighthouses was very, very difficult. And if I'm not totally correct, <clears> someone who knows should let me know. But like our well, our trusted resources, USLHS, the website for this lighthouse, and lighthouse friends all had information that was different from each other. Oh, contradicting. Yes. Mm. Or like the lighthouse friends had, a v- it had one paragraph that was very confusing. I just, ignored it eventually yeah. because I was like, I can't find anything that substantiates this information and, and it doesn't make sense to me. So I just, anyway. So, so. let's put a big asterisk. This is, I think asterisk. that's how, how do you pronounce it? Asterisk. Asterisk. Big asterisk. Is that right? Asterisk. 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 <sighs> we'll put a big one of those <laughs> and say this is your best interpretation. Yes. All this right. is my interpretation of the history of the Grand Haven Lighthouses. Gotcha. So, in 1870, the Lighthouse Board requested $8,000 for a new wooden tower, 1,200 feet of elevated walkway on this existing pier, and a bell. So, this was their solution to not being able to access the lighthouse, as they put an elevated walkway on top of the pier, so that when waves are crashing down below, and I'll show a picture of this at the end, um, they would still be able to just walk above the waves and go to the lighthouse. So, it was originally made of wood, eventually they changed it to... Um, iron, I think. Cast that sounds iron. so sketchy. I know. Like, you better make sure. And they had a ton of, this elevated walkway had legs every, like, couple of feet. So, if something was damaged, there was no way it was all going to be taken out at the same time. Yeah, but it's attached to the pier, right? Yeah, but the pier is made of stone. It wasn't like. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like, um, oh, it went it? down okay. to, the sur- to the. The bottom of the. Yeah, the bottom. The lake. I, I oh, sorry. I've got to. Uh, Asterisk. Asterisk. Okay. Asterisk. Like, that was a asterisk. weird voice. It's I don't like that. A couple of years later, well, here, let me show a photo. Oh, cool. So here was their yeah, original boat. Yeah, super cool boat. But this was their original light. It's just like a little lamp, has some legs on it. And you can see in this picture Cute. the elevated walkway coming off the top that of it. That is terrifying. What? Imagine the the pier is just engulfed in flames and there's rolling. 
<laughs> Coffee's hitting a little strong. Engulfed in water. Yeah. And the waves are just rolling over it, and you got to go tend to the light. You're just walking like that would a be a little sketchy. The waves, and there's nothing keeping like water spray. You'd be soaking wet by the time you got over there. It'd but be, you'd have an awesome trench coat. Oh yeah, they'd probably have like all their galoshes and stuff. In 18, okay, so that was in 1870. Mm. A couple of years later, they built a fog signal building, which was installed directly behind this pierhead light. Wow. So. Look at those horns. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so that's it's a pretty big fog house and going on there. I think they, they took a lot of effort to make steam at those days. Yeah, the and they, they had to make sure that was really sturdy because if they had to build a walkway, which you could walk above the waves. Well, you got to build that thing so that waves can hit it without destroying it. Wow. And like during the 1880s, this pier was lengthened like every couple of years, which ended up moving the light in the fog house like further and further out into the lake. And in December 1886, there was this huge storm that forced the light back 12 feet and cr- like crushed this walkway behind it and damaged the fog house a little bit. So the, building. the pier floats because they extended it out. And you're saying these buildings moved out. But it could have detached from the pier and like damaged the walkway or something. I don't know. Why would they have a pier? Why would it I thought float? piers, a definition of a pier, like a structural pier, yeah. is that it's a column that goes down to bedrock. So I always thought like a, a water pier is defined as a pier because it has legs that go down to the bottom of the... So piers are fixed, piling supported structures. Oh, piling is what I'm thinking of. Didn't the, float. The, the component, the vertical components yes. pile. So the pier is on piles. Mm-hmm. So they move these buildings. Okay, sorry, I got I got hooked on that. Yeah, detail. so yeah. So it would have to be moved a them several big times. undertaking. Yeah, and then and uh, there was some damage it. from a big storm, but both survived. They just okay. had to do a lot of maintenance and wow. reconstructing after that. 1892. We're going back to the Bluff Lighthouse. The 1855 Bluff Lighthouse gained a second rotating bullseye, which changed the flash pattern to every 60 seconds instead of 90 seconds. So they Kay. probably. Slowed, slowed the rotation a little bit, yeah. Slowed their roll and added another bullseye lens. And so, if you could, maybe you don't know this. So at that point, you have on the bluff every sixty seconds white flash. Mm-hmm. What was this light signature on the end of the pier? Fixed white. Okay, so you'd want to go to the fixed white. Yeah, and the double flash is, you know, where the earth was. Yeah, kind of <laughs> where you say. would find land. In 1894, an elevated conduit was added so the light on the pier could be controlled from the Bluff Lighthouse. So you wouldn't have to walk all the way out here to turn electronic. on the light. Yeah. Which... 1894 1894, electronic? yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I had to review my history of I know. I always think that sounds really technology. early. Okay. No, no. It's believable. 18, 1876 was when... They invented a generator so you could produce a steady current of electricity. Okay, so, so 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't until I'm speaking on the on the podcast that I sometimes question the things that I've written down. I'm right. like, that's what they said. <laughs> 20 years ago, we that's had the Motorola Razor. Now we've got <laughs> iPhone 15 with titanium. Is this an ad? I wish. In 1904, so this, there was some information in between this 19, uh, sorry, 1894 and 1904 that I skipped over because it was very confusing, didn't seem quite correct. 
So in 1904, a 52-foot cast iron cylindrical tower was built on a concrete foundation on the outer edge of the pier, which then took the Fresnel lens from the Bluff Lighthouse, rendering it discontinued. So we ditch the Bluff Lighthouse for a cylindrical tower. So now we have two lights on the pier and none on land. Why? Because they wanted to do range lights, which we talked about in one of our previous episodes. So these lighthouses... When they when the lights line up on top of one another, then you're you know you're heading in the correct direction to enter the pier yeah. or enter the harbor. Cool. Yeah. In nineteen ten the tower portion of the bluff lighthouse was demolished and replaced with more housing, which served as the keeper's house for these two lighthouses until mm-hmm. the Coast Guard took over. And it was sold in an auction in the fifties and I read it is now apartments. It's like apartment Cool. Building. Yeah. Is the pier still there? Yes, that's the lighthouses that still exist today. Awesome. Are these two lighthouses? Is but the, sorry, go ahead. Is the pier in service? Yes. Like, is the Detroit ferry still going? Oh, I don't know. I would think so. Probably. There's still a ferry line on Google Maps oh, heading cool. into this harbor. So awesome. I, I don't know if it's still the same one. But in 1906, the new cylindrical tower was moved from the pier head to the inner light position, and the Foghorn Building was moved to the pier head position. So they just swapped places. The short ones in front of the yeah, tall one. Yeah, so now the short ones in front of the tall one, which makes a lot more sense. And this was only <laughs> this was only a couple of years after they built the cylindrical one, so they were probably like, oh. Can you imagine <laughs> getting the paperwork? Like, you didn't think of this? <laughs> like, how can we possibly have a range light if one of them's hidden behind the other one? Doing the same job five years later. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, the range light is like, if the short light disappears, but you still see the tall one, yeah, you might be in line. It's pretty much <laughs> pretty. It's pretty good. You might be lined up. <laughs> You're mostly at least going in the right direction. Cool. Look at that horn. This was so when they moved the when they swapped the two towers, they added oh. a lantern room and a gallery to the lake facing end of the Foghorn Building. So that smaller one is gone. The smaller one yeah. that's in front, and they turned the fog. Horn building into its own lighthouse, making this an integral lighthouse. I have never seen this type of layout before. Yeah, isn't that fun? An integral lighthouse with the foghorn, which looks like an awesome trumpet. Yeah, like a war horn. And uh, on a pier. This is extremely unique. It's pretty neat. Cool. World War One was about to kick off. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think so. I didn't have any history on if anything happened to these. I mean, they're on the Great Lakes, so it's... You won't have to turn them off for right. facing out to sea or anything. Yeah. But I wonder how war affects inland lighthouses. I think probably the same way after some status changes. Yeah. Some DEFCON. You know. <laughs> I mean, the Civil War is different. The Civil War mm. probably affected all of them. True. Because it was all inland uh, and coastal. But, but this is very north, so I doubt yeah. there's really anything going on. Cool. So this so this Foghorn Lighthouse that's now like our integral lighthouse became the Grand Haven South Pierhead Outer Light and was given a sixth order Fresnel lens, fixed red, very cool, and the Grand Haven South Pierhead Inner Light, which is our tall mm-hmm. cylindrical tower, kept its fourth order lens with one white flash every 60 seconds. So like I said, these worked as range lights, so if they were lined up, then you were entering the harbor correctly. Yeah. And you'd want to go towards, well, the red one to start. Yeah. And then you'd line them up to make sure you're... And there's some crazy curve to this pier. Mm. Um, all, I think I think it might be the next picture. But uh, there's this curve to the pier, which 
shows how they had to maneuver things so that when you looked at the lights on top of each other, it was the correct. It wasn't like you can just put them anywhere. Yeah. And so. It's Interesting. Weird. Oh, this yeah. is a picture. There's a North Pier, which has a little light on it. I don't mention it since the South was already so confusing. Yeah. I didn't look deep into th They didn't really mention it because this little lighthouse on the end of the North Pier isn't a part of this collection going on. Yeah. So I didn't mention it. But this is a good picture of showing the North and South Piers. You can see all three lighthouses. And you can see some people standing on it. That's awesome. It is public, so you can walk up and down these piers. That is a big ship as well. Yeah. There's a couple of pictures, actually a lot of photos of big ships and like barges and stuff right next to that lighthouse at the end. Yeah. So I mean, it's over a thousand feet out into the water. So Cool. In 1917, the inner lighthouse, so our tower, our tower changed from white to red and the outer light changed from red to white. They're so really then keeping these... Yes. Captains on their toes. I know. So then they painted the buildings to match their lights. So the outer one was white and the inner one was red. Cool. And nowadays they're both red and both the lights are red. So it, at some point, I couldn't find exactly when, the outer light changed to a red lantern and um, they painted also paint, they painted it red. And they're really bright too. We're, we're going crazy with red lighthouses lately. Hmm. If you look at our Instagram, it's just like red, red, red. Yeah, Marquette. <laughs> The YouTube cover on Marquette, I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just helping you out so that your YouTube covers are nice. That's what we're all about. So, nowadays, uh, the inner light is in a colting red for four seconds. So, you have a dark flash, basically, yeah. in a red light every four seconds. And the outer is a flash of red every ten seconds. It's pretty cool. Also, this is unrelated, but the USLHS has updated their website. Yeah. I don't know how recent it was, but... I I opened it and was immediately like, whoa, it's updated. And it's much easier to navigate now because originally I had a really hard time every single time, no matter how many times I did it, I had a hard time finding um, research material. Like they have their research material in a specific spot. It's mm -hmm. like the archives or the light lists or something, you know. And it was very difficult to navigate through the website to get to those because it's not like it wasn't just like a drop down where you click light lists yeah. or click research. There was nothing like that. So you had to do some serious digging into the website. But now they have a drop down menu where you can just click on light lists. Just they just made research so much easier. Nice. That's good. Yeah. So I don't really know when that happened, but just something I noticed. And they have a if you go to the light list, they have a simulation of each lighthouse. Oh, nice. um, flash pattern now so you can if you don't know what a colting red four seconds is then you can click on it and it'll show you exactly what it looks like us lhs is getting fancy i know look at them it's Computers. so much fun i really enjoyed looking through their new website it's nice That's cool everyone should go check it out uslhs.org uslhs.org well cool <laughs> all right 1922 a re a reinforced concrete structure was added underneath the outer light and it was shaped like the bow of a ship so it took the heat off the waves that would like hit the outer light from the front mm. very very neat cool i have a picture since i've never seen that on a on a pier look at it wow isn't that cool that's not what i was picturing i was picturing like in the water oh yeah that's what i thought originally too but there's Man, there's this so thing must get pummeled it yeah 
anytime i mean if you look at it the water level when it's calm is just one feet below the pier so any sort of wave action is going to be hitting these lighthouses and i don't know when this when this photo was taken but the that concrete blocking has been beat yeah like a rag i know (laughs) Like, and even the top part of this concrete structure is like crumbling. There's, the top yeah, part. It's been impacted. Isn't that crazy? I wonder if it's some ice. Remember we talked yeah. about, um, was it standard rock? Yeah, standard rock and the ice impacting the tower yeah. and the structure on that. The, like it would form sheets and then these like sheets would get pushed against the lighthouse. And yeah. that's what like broke through the side of the lighthouse one that year. Is so sketchy. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, it's for storm waves and also for, like you said, for ice sheets coming in and trying cool. to beat up the lighthouse. So so this new structure kind of breaks any force coming towards our cylindrical tower. So it kind of dissipates that yeah. energy that otherwise probably would have also damaged the cylindrical. So our outer light here has gotten a shield. Yeah. and it's got little porthole windows in the yeah, side. Yeah, it's Cute. so cool. I, I want to go inside so bad. It's such a neat little lighthouse really on cool. the end there. Very special. Be an awesome Airbnb. <laughs> that's what i'm saying at the same time that they added this concrete structure they also replaced the wooden catwalk with a cast iron one so the one you see in this picture is also cast iron. okay wow the um so this is the north pier we're looking at and the south this is pier south. oh so south pier yeah. north pier is further from us mm-hmm. so it looks like they make a channel that goes into yeah. town mm-hmm. it, that makes sense into the haven and originally when they st- they said that they wanted to have these lighthouses. It was some some guy who suggested they do a lighthouse, probably part of the lighthouse board. But he said the only change you would need to make, like like everything's set up perfectly, but the yeah. only change you'd need is to straighten the harbor. So they had to like chip away at the edges to make sure that it was a straight entry into the harbor. So you can see how s- perfectly straight it is when you yeah. curve in. So it's small sh- small boats, like they got a pontoon, probably yeah. a speedboat and out there. Big, they have really big ships coming in here. I like the red. But at the they same nailed time, the red. At the same time they did this new catwalk, they also covered the Foghorn building in metal sheets. And I don't really see it in this picture. Maybe they did it so well that it looks... That's metal. That's metal? Yeah. How do you know? Um, I, By the way, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should just move on. It's no, it's like a it's like a barn building, like a cleary barn, like yeah. like like tilt up or pole but barns. Barns don't have metal all over. New barns do. Oh, really? Like Cle- like cleary is a company. They come and they build your barn. It's prefabricated metal sheets. You and your your companies. I today. can't help it. I think of Kleenex as <laughs> tissues, you know, type of thing. But like um That's hilarious. Uh like modern barns like a like a shop. It's like a metal shop. Okay. Like it's like what you would see like a garage or an outbuilding oh. at a new farm. Okay. Those are technically barns. They don't really build barns anymore out of wood because it's not cost effective. Um, yeah, it'd be a lot of maintaining. Too. Which is unfortunate. The wood ones are awesome. Yeah. But it's that's another subject. So I, I to me this looks like a metal roof and and matching metal um, siding. Siding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and they put the they didn't redo it. They just put the metal on top of the wood. So it's like just cladding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that cool. all all of that happened in 1922. Wow. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm that sure they've done years some ago. maintenance since then, but I think that concrete... That concrete's from 1922? I bet you it's been redone. They... I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, they, there has to be ongoing maintenance, but concrete's yeah. pretty difficult to They are raising money 
right now to do some restoration efforts. So cool. I'm sure that includes this concrete structure. Oh, and cast iron too. I don't really know what else you would use, but for that walkway, to me, iron is pretty corrosive. Pretty corrosive. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it's not it's not technically salt water; it's fresh water. Yeah. But still, the water exposure. It's a lot of metal they had to put down. They're probably it, like, "What's the cheapest we can do?" I it? bet you it has some thick paint on it. Yeah. Yeah. But in 1988, they also added lights along the catwalk. Oh, pretty. Really nice photo of that. And you That's can see photo. both of the red lantern rooms going on. That's very cool. Yeah. And now we are all the way to 2012. The Coast Guard handed over the two lighthouses under the National Historic Lighthouse Preservation Act of 2000 to the city of Grand Haven. So the Grand Haven Lighthouse Conservancy, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, which is a community group, was formed to care for the lights. And they are actively raising money to... Restore these lighthouses. Love it. So here's a picture of wow. Some when it's stormy, that's the condition of the pier that they have to. So this walk, this all elevated walkway, you can walk out when it's storming and not. I mean, you get wet, but you wouldn't get washed out. Mm. Honestly, it's pretty dangerous. Yeah. I just looking at look at the water breaking on that concrete. I know you can t- you can see it being split in half. That's so cool. It's so awesome. The last picture with the lights, I was going to say, that's our cover photo. Yeah. I was like, this one's pretty cool, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is a great photo. So the inner tower there, do you know, is that clad with metal as well? Probably. I Yeah, it's made of cast iron. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it doesn't have any Sturdy other. Dirty boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dirty boy. I think the outer foghorn building, is that what it's still called? What you, what you would call it? Yeah. Um, houses boilers to create steam or I guess compressors probably today, compressed air. But that's probably why they have the building there. I saw in the, one of the really old photos, there was two, when they had the two horns on top. Yeah. They also had um, two stacks. Oh, chimney kind of thing. Yeah, for the boilers at the time. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You have utility just from an engineering perspective. It's there at the horns, at mm-hmm. the outer light, rather than, because that's a whole building they have to maintain. Yeah. Rather than have, you know, them on land where. Right. And now those chimneys are no longer useful, so they just don't have them. Yeah. Just over time. They're they probably like, have don't lo- need them. louvers for airflow. That's mm-hmm. it. Cool. Really yeah. cool. And it's a picture of kind of what winter oh looks God. like. They had an article about don't winter fall. on the Grand Heaven Lighthouses. And yeah, this is some. Um, precarious walking conditions and there's this guy all the way (laughs) i don't want to ruin this for people but that looks a little like a risk to public safety i guess i'm a pansy definitely i mean to trust your boots you can't control people but i think i have another cool picture really pretty look at the front (laughs) oh my gosh oh you can see that um Harbor's doing its job that reducing is really cool. water flow, like keeping calm water, but that just makes ice pile up pretty yeah. easy. I've never spent any time up there. That looks cold as hell. I know. I can't imagine it. I love that people are still, like tons of people still out on this pier, yeah. even though you know the conditions are so cold. I'm surprised the, uh, and maybe it is, but I'm surprised that outer light is not heated for that purpose. Yeah, so it doesn't. For defrosting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's the Grand Haven Lighthouses. So Grand Haven, um, you said it's on the east coast of Lake Michigan. Yes. So across from there is, is it west coast of Chicago? Is that right? Michigan. I should know these things. We are a lighthouse podcast, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, Chicago is still on the east side. Wait, 
No way. No, no, you're right. <laughs> Chicago's west coast west. <laughs> of Lake Michigan. Right? Yeah. So across, roughly across, north, south. Oh, we've got South Haven. There's also a... S- <laughs> this also happened. There's a South Haven Purehead Lighthouse. A South Haven South Purehead Lighthouse. <laughs> I'm like, bro. So there's a Grand Haven South Purehead Lights and South Haven South. I'm like... So so what happened is the USLHS confused these lighthouses in a couple of their photos. No way. They put South Haven, South Pierhead lights in the Grand Haven section. So that's part partially why I got so confused. I'm like, what the heck is this lighthouse? That's so funny. South Here's Haven. South Haven. Oh, yeah. It's and a fair size city. Got Grand Haven. Oh, it's Grand Rapids is right there. That's a big city. So and then here Milwaukee. we got Chicago down here. Yeah, Milwaukee's huge. Grand Rapids is big. Chicago's enormous, of course. Yeah, and then Green Bay is up here. This is where they got their stone for the first lighthouse. I don't, I don't know anything about Green Bay. I don't either. So they, is there uh, up by Mackinac? Or Mackinac? Is there a crossover there? I bet so. There's no way they wouldn't have made one. Oh, yeah, right it's now. a big bridge. Cool. I bet you this there's island's some light, really blocking. lighthouse in there. I bet so. Yep. Old Mac- Mackinac Point Lighthouse. There's McGulpin Point as McGulpin. well. McGulpin. <laughs> McGulpin? I'm McGulp. Me at McDonald's. Whoa. Old Mackinac looks awesome. Four and a half stars. 4.7. Let's give it some credit <laughs> here. Sorry. McGulpin's cute too. Hanging up 4.7 as well. Let's go. I'm going to be covering these next. These look like churches. They do. Cool. Anyway. We'll learn more about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good job. Thank you. That was a cool one. Yeah. And um, we follow an artist on Instagram who draws lighthouses digitally draws lighthouses very simple artwork which, um, one? which artist is this i can't remember let me see you show me some of their work but yeah i think they I'm only they may only do michigan lighthouses so let me see if i can find them it's at mitten state lights on instagram m-i-t-t-e-n um, it's a michigan-based artist doing a lighthouse illustration project but they cool. drew the grand haven state park you know, lighthouses. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is a, it's a simple representation. It's yeah. like... um. They also did... I don't mean this as an insult. I mean it as a good thing. It's like postcard art. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's definitely... They got Marquette Harbor. That's cool, too. Yeah. Very cute. Everyone go check them out those on Those would Instagram. be fun on prints. Yeah. Or background. I really like those. But yeah. Cool. Grand Haven Lighthouses. Very cool. Look up pictures of them because they're very picturesque. Very pretty. Lots of people s- seem to hang out around them, too. I want to say thanks to our like. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I would like to say thank you to our new followers on LinkedIn. Yeah, we're trying to build our LinkedIn presence so we can reach out for professional development and mm-hmm. kind of be in the circle here of the lighthouse people. Yeah. Um. So we've got a lot of people adding us lately on LinkedIn. So nice. thank you to them. Yeah. YouTube's still growing. Um. Having fun with that. Yeah. So. And our podcast is growing as well. Got lots of new listens and. We're very thankful for all of our new followers. Yep. So thank you. Lots more fun things to come. Yep. Keep checking us out on Instagram. We'll be posting pictures from each of our episodes. Follow us on LinkedIn and YouTube and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a voicemail. And yes, if you liked this episode, leave us a review. You can do it on our website, thelighthouselowdown.com. And you can also leave a review on Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen to your, your podcast. Cool. So we hope you enjoyed this and we'll catch you next time on the Lighthouse Lowdown.